0: Conwell has got a twin brother, and Conwell loves
1: the truth, and his twin brother doesn't. He thinks I'm a cult. And uh, what's his name over there, the picture? The black fellow on the board? That's an actor in Hollywood. That's uh, Derek Clinton Derek's carol. He was an actor, and he was on... The Red Fox Show. He was uh, Aunt Esther's nephew, and uh, he said he and his brother were in. And his brother's an actor, also. His brother was on a on a TV show called Sliders, the black fellow on Sliders. And uh, he called me, and he loves the truth, and he said his brother just doesn't like me at all. Says he's here's identical twins. This has nothing to do with the flesh. It has to do with the heart. And his brother, he was there in Washington, D.C., and I came on TV, and he said, told his, hollered at his brother, you got to come and listen to this guy, what he's saying. And uh, he just, his brother looked at it for a while and said, this guy's a cult. So you can be twins, has nothing to do with what you look like, what color you are. It's whether God deals with your heart. That's it. Now, I gave you this paper. Sometimes I just sit down and I think, I'm going to just write something down in major points. These are the major points of our message. It's not all of them. It's major points. I put at the top, predestination. Now, for those of you that hadn't been here, what I do, I teach from the original Greek text of the New Testament and from the Hebrew text of the Old Testament. I don't look like I know as much as I put out. I am 79. I've been teaching Bible for 56 years. I started studying 62 years ago. I'm not new at this by any means. And I've used a concordance. When you use a concordance, you every word in the concordance, you've got every word in the Bible listed alphabetically. And what you do, you go and look at that word, and there'll be a number beside it. And you look at the word, look at the number, and you turn over. If it's a New Testament word, you turn over to the Greek dictionary in the back. The New Testament was written in Greek. There was no English 2,000 years ago. English has only been about 1,200 years in the making. 2,000 years ago, everyone in the world spoke a dialect of the Greek, or they spoke Latin, they spoke Syriac, <coughs> but they <coughs> but they were not speaking any English. So the English Bible is not the inspired word of God. The inspired word of God is called the Textus Receptus. Let me write that down. Textus Receptus. Let me write it down. Textus Receptus. That is a Latin word that means received text. And that is where the King James Bible comes from. Let me get another pen. This is where the King James comes from. Let me get some other another book over here. The King James Bible comes from
0: the Textus Receptus, King James. All these other Bibles,
1: particularly the... NIV, the NIV, and the uh and all the other Bibles, the the Revised Standard Version, the New England Bible, and the rest of them come from a text that's not this
0: text. It's called the Westcott. and Hort text. Mr. Westcott and Mr.
1: Hort came up with a text. Is that thing... Mike, can you turn... Unplug it. This thing's beeping up here. The Westcott and Hort, Mr. Westcott and Mr. Hort, in 1881, they contrived a text... Yeah, just unplug it. In 1881, they came up with this Westcott and Hort, and that's called Codex Codex Aleph and Baeth. Codex Aleph and Baeth, are Codex A and B, and this came out of the uh, out of the Vatican and out of Saint Catherine's Cathedral. There are 6,500 words that are left out of the NIV that are in the Textus Receptus. I do not believe in these here. I do a textual Criticism series, and I'll tell you what it's about. This is the Textus Receptus right here. It's called an interlinear Bible. If you're studying, you look at an interlinear Bible, you don't have to start here. You start with a Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. It has the it has the Greek dictionary in the back and the Hebrew dictionary. Nothing is what the preachers are saying in the world today. There's nothing but error going on in the world. Paul said, the day of the Lord will not come except to come a falling away first. The word falling away in Second Thessalonians 2 and 3 is the word apostasis, A P O. S-T-A-S-I-S. This is a construction. That's the word falling away in the English. Falling away. Well, that doesn't sound real serious, falling away. But in the original text, it comes from apo and stasis. Apo means
0: a removal or off with. Off with the stasis,
1: whatever stasis means. Stasis means to stand upright and it you have what's called in the Greek language, you've got morphemes m-o-r p-h e-m-e-s morphemes of words. Morpheme uh, is the word morphe and it means shape. And you got word shapes. Word shapes. And they're all related to one another. I bring this out all the time. From Stasis you get the word staros. Staros is the Greek word cross. And from that you get the word staros. S-T-A-U-R-O-O and that is the word crucify and the Bible speaks and I put that on your note there down there uh, that there has to be you got it in here somewhere there has to be a daily cross I got it in the notes these are the basic things we teach along with some other things you have to be crucifying self but most people in the world The Bible says in Philippians, the third chapter, that most people hate the cross of Christ. The most people in the world, there's not many people going to heaven one day. Most people are going to hell when they die. If you're never interested in the truth, you're going to hell one day. If God never makes you interested, you can't go to heaven. There's no way to heaven. You say, I'm young, and i I got plenty of time to go. The longer you live without the truth, the harder your heart gets. That's what the Bible teaches. So, men hate the cross of Christ over in Philippians, the third chapter, because the Bible says their God is their belly. Their God is their belly. The belly was the place of all sensual desires the desires of the senses this was what was called an Epicurean term when we say Epicurean
0: they were one of the most popular philosophies in the world in
1: the first century you had two real popular philosophies the Stoics and the Epicureans, they would philosophize and sit around and say things that were ridiculous. Well, the Epicurean says that the belly wasn't just the stomach. It was the place of all the things you desire. And the Bible says men hate this daily cross because their God is this desire to fulfill self. That's why I've got on this paper here, there has to be death to self. Daily cross, down at the bottom left-hand corner, daily cross, self-denial, being hated by the world. You'll be hated if you get a hold of the fact that Christmas is Christ's mass, it's Roman Catholicism, and it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. But if you slide along with everyone, put up your Christmas tree and see, isn't it beautiful? Isn't it all fascinating? Yeah, it's fascinating, all right. And it is of the devil. It's not of God. It is the mass of Roman Catholicism. I don't know why nobody else could see that. When I was 12 years old, I was watching the Midnight Mass in Fort Worth, Texas. My father bought a TV. Never seen any movies in a house. He bought an 8-inch TV, little bitty thing. Great big box, rabbit ears. We had two stations, CBS and NBC. And the Pope would come on on Christmas Eve, and I would sit there saying christmas christ mass is this catholicism that's exactly what it is and the mass is eating human flesh supposedly eating the literal body of christ and they get that out of john 6 jesus said except you eat my flesh and drink my blood you don't have any life in you eat flesh and drink blood was an ancient idiom jesus turns around and tells people what eat flesh and drink blood means it was a it was a saying, a figure of speech. And he says, My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. So eat flesh and drink blood means to eat and flesh eat and drink of indeed whatever that is. Well that word indeed in the original Greek text is the word alethase, A L E T H E S and it comes from the word A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A Aletheia means of truth and aletheia is the word truth so if you tell the truth you're going to be eating flesh and drinking blood this word truth, aletheia comes from the word lanthano lanthano means to hide we're not going to hide anything here We're going to tell the truth to hide, conceal, or lie hid. Lie hid. When you place the alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet in front of a word, it negates. Negate means to give an opposite meaning. It negates the word lanthano, it means not to hide anything that's what I'm doing with you this morning I'm not going to hide anything from you I'm going to give you the definitions and tell you the truth and if you never want this truth you're going to go to hell one day you say I'm too young no you're not if you're old enough to understand this my grandsons that just came in they understand and they're 10 and 11 or 9 and 11 something like that they know this So you cannot, if you hate this truth, your God is your belly,
0: and here's why their God is their belly. They mind earthly things. This is why,
1: now if your God is your belly, here's why it is, right here. Your mind, your phroneo, this is from the Greek text, phroneo your sentiment, your feelings, your feelings, the thing that make you feel something. Your feelings, people will, Pentecostals will say, I know what I feel. Well, your feelings are wrong if it's against the Bible. Your feeling is unearthly. and the word earthly is the word gay, G-E. That word gay is the word dirt or soil. You're thinking of dirt. You say, what do you mean I like the dirt out here in the field? No. You like things that are made of dirt. And what is made of dirt? Everything. You're made of dirt. That girl you want made of dirt. That guy you want is made of dirt. The car you want is made of dirt. You go to a dirt building, work on a dirt job. They hand you a paycheck that's made out of dirt. You go deposit it in a dirt bank. Everything is dirt and that's what men's minds are on they're not on spiritual things they're on dirt that's why you don't like this daily cross of crucifying self and look at the the spiritual and that's the whole idea of predestination when you don't hide anything I'm going to tell you the truth about everything I teach and what I teach Christmas is pagan Christmas is the same thing as Halloween in the ancient world it's the same thing as Easter or Ishtar. It's the same thing as Mardi Gras. Christmas, Mardi Gras, Easter, Valentines are the same thing in ancient cultures of the ancient world. I probably got 250 messages just on Christmas and Easter, at least then. So you have to learn. If I'm looking at a word, I look it up in the concordance, then I'll come into this book, the Interlinear Bible. I'll look the word up and get the exact spelling of the word. This is going to have the exact spelling. I'll show you very quickly what I mean. <laughs> if you're defining words, you're going to find that in the Greek. In the Greek language, there's not just one way to spell a word. If you have the definite article, the, you got three articles In English, you have the, a, and an. These are the three articles. In Greek, there is no a, there is no an. There is only the. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the truth, and the life. No man is going to come to the Father, but by me, the one way. And we know what that way is. It's one way to heaven. And if you don't go this way, you're going to hell one day. Somehow God has to deal with your heart to go in the narrow way. Because Jesus said, straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. Narrow is the way to heaven, and no one is going without going the narrow way. Because the scripture goes on to say in Matthew seven, thirteen and 14, narrow is the hodos, the word way is hodos, that leads to life and only a few there be that find this narrow way. Most people don't like to hear that Christmas is pagan. If you listen to me, go tell your friends that it's Christ's mass, it's Roman Catholicism, and they think it's eating human flesh. It's actually eating of truth, taking the cover off, and telling people about it. And when you do this, you will eat flesh and drink blood. That is a figure of speech. You can find that up in the thirty ninth chapter of Ezekiel. You can find that in the 20, in the eighteenth chapter of of uh, of Revelation, where the Lord says, at the end of time, He's going to say, "I'm going to call the fowls of the air to come when I destroy." this earth and everybody in it except for the few that I take out to meet me in the air and he says I'm going to cause you to eat flesh and drink blood fowls of the air there's going to be so many dead bodies on the earth it's going to be the majority but he's going to take us out now you have to come the narrow way and only a few will find the narrow that word narrow is the word t-h-l-i-b-o Philibo. That is the verb form of the noun T H L I P S I S. Philipsis is the is the word, every time you find the word tribulation, Paul said after they tried to kill him at Lystra, he said, We must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of heaven you're not going to heaven if you're not going through tribulation for the truth you can say well i'm just out here having fun go ahead go to it if you belong to god and you're predestinated elect you can't get away from this message you hear this this morning you'll never get away from it i don't care who you are and how old you are how young you are you can't get away from it you'll be mad at it for somebody telling you christmas is heathenism And for somebody telling you, God does not love everybody. He absolutely does not love everybody. I got t-shirts. I got about three t-shirts that says on the front and the back, God does not love everybody. And it angers people out in public. And I'm just waiting for them to say something. I had a guy say it at the post office. What's that on your shirt? You're saying God doesn't love everybody. I said, he said he didn't. He said he loved Jacob and hated Esau before either one were born, before either one had done any good or evil. And he just grumbled and moaned and and just kind of stomped away. He's probably about my age, old man. And he wanted to argue with God. I said, you're an ignorant old man. I walked away from him. Now, that's what predestination is about. The Bible says... Whom? He did foreknow. If you belong to God, He foreknew you before the foundation of the world. And He's got something for you. And this is not free will. We don't believe in free will. We don't believe the choice is up to you to go to heaven. Everybody that's in here, you've already been chosen for heaven or hell before the foundation of the world. If you belong to God, You'll listen to this message. If you don't belong to God, you won't. You'll walk out that door, ignore what I said, and go on your way and finally go to hell one day. That's everybody that's alive. Everybody. You either ordained for heaven or ordained for hell. This is all finished. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world over there in the 15th chapter of Acts. He knows all his works. And he's doing everything. You got that on your paper there. There in Ecclesiastes 3.14, that right in the middle of it, I said, everything is the will of God. Ecclesiastes 3.14 says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. But forever is not our word forever, which means from now on. That's not it. Forever there in Ecclesiastes 3.14 is the word O-W-L-A-M that word means it always has been before the foundation of the world and it always will be I'm not trying to convince anybody to believe that Christmas is pagan I'm not trying to get anybody to believe that you have to be in the narrow way I'm telling you that if you belong to God you'll get in the narrow way you'll say I want that way without that way there is no way to heaven Jesus said I am that way but you have, when you believe God, this is something else we believe. You just say a word to me, and all of a sudden, I think of the Greek word. All of a sudden, when I say believe, I think of faith. Because in the Greek, you have a noun. A noun is a person, place, or thing. I'll teach you a little bit of English along the way. Most of it's 8th to 12th grade English. You, It's a noun or... A verb. The verb form of the the verb form is believe. It's the word p i s t e u o, and faith is the word p i
0: s t i s, pistis. And when you get to the word unbelief, unbelief is the word a p i s t i
1: s. The alpha privative negates the word, gives an opposite meaning. Unbelief means no faith. That's what it means. You don't and believe is a verb and a verb show action. You got action verbs and you got being verbs. Being verbs be, is, is, am, are, was, were, are. You can write these down. These are your being verbs, or your helping verbs. Be as am, are, was, were, being, been. Now, I learned these in about the eighth grade in 1953. Now, remember. Being, been,
0: have, has, had, has, had. These are good to write down. Have, has, had, do, does, did, shall, will, should, would. Do, does, did, shall, will, should, would, may, might, must, can, could. You know what these all are a form of? Every one of them.
1: Or a form, you could not do anything unless you are a being. Unless you be. Be means to exist. You got a word for exist in the when the Bible says there in John the first chapter, Jesus came into his own, and his own received him not to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. I got a lot to say about that verse. I won't do it right now. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. When he said, to them gave he the power, the word is, the word exista, E-X-O-U-S-I-A. It means to be, or to, it actually comes the word E-X-E-S-T-I. That would be our word existent if you're existent that means you're a being and from that you get the word e-i-n-a-i and that word means am so if you be you am i am well who is i am that's god isn't it the lord told moses you go tell pharaoh let my people go israel is my son even my firstborn And Moses said, but God, these people have been in bondage for 400 years. Who shall I say sent me if I go over there and tell the Jews who've been in bondage 400 years and they don't even know you? They maybe hadn't worshipped you all that time. And God said, you tell them, I am, has sent me to you. I am. Or I be. Am is the same thing as be. And Jehovah...
0: Means self-existent. That's what the word
1: means. It doesn't matter if it's Yahweh, Y-E-H, W-A-H. In the in the in the Greek, when you translate a Y over to English, they translate it J, and they don't have any vowels in the uh, in the. Uh, Hebrew language, so you all you got is Y H W H and the vowels are not there and W's and Vs are made just alike except for vowel points. So Yahweh has the very same meaning as Jehovah. It means to exist of one's own self. That's why you cannot come into being as a spiritual being by walking down an aisle or saying, I accept Christ. You can't accept Christ. There's no preachers in America that even say that. You cannot accept Christ. I didn't say that. The apostle Paul said that. He said the natural, the sukikos, P-S-U-C-H-I-K-O-S, psuchikos man receiveth not.
0: The things of the Spirit of God, sukikos is our word physical. The
1: physical man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, does not receive the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit is truth. The Bible tells us that John 14, 15, 16, John 15, 26, John 16, 13, 1 John 5, and 6. The Spirit is the truth. And what's the truth? You take the cover off. So the physical man, the man of the senses, the man that can see, taste, touch, feel, does not receive, whatever receive means, well, it's the word echomai. D-E-C-H-O-M-A-I. Dekoma comes from the word deck. Deck is the word ten in the Greek.
0: A decade is ten years. Ten years. Decalogue. I keep saying this word, log, comes from deck, comes from deck, and logos. Logos is the word word
1: in the Greek, deck meaning ten. The ten words of God are the ten commandments. This natural, physical man cannot reach out, and dekomai means to reach out the ten fingers and accept an offer that's been given. You cannot accept Christ. These preachers are lying out here. You're already been chosen, or you haven't been chosen before the foundation of the world to be one of God's. If you're chosen, you'll get hungry for this truth. If you're not chosen, you're just going to hell. I wouldn't waste my time listening to me. I wouldn't. If you're sitting there and you're bored, and this don't mean nothing to you, I'd hit the door. I'm not trying to win anybody to the Lord. I'm preaching so that God's elect predestinated family will hear. That's all. And so they can grow. I'm not looking for numbers. We don't care how many people. We don't even believe in get saved. There's no such thing as get saved. Saved is the word sozo. You can't get that one night. It means to be taken from one point All the way to another point. To be preserved and protected through all the dangers. Through all the persecution. And God will begin this thing in us. And he will finish it in us. He that hath begun a good work in you. Will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. You either belong to God or you don't. I don't care how old you are. If you're old enough to understand what I'm saying. You're old enough to go to hell. You know that? And you will go there. If you're never interested God has to give you an interest in the Word. You heard these testimonies, these people? You have to be interested. If you're not interested, you're wasting your time listening to me. I got a, I got a grandson. Hadn't seen him since he was a baby. He's 36, 37. He wrote me an email and said, It's time for us to be reacquainted. I hadn't seen, seen you since you were born. My daughter wants nothing to do with me. She'll be 58 this August. And she hates what I preach. So she hadn't brought him around me. She hates this message of predestination and Christmas is pagan. So he said in his email, I want to come see you and renew our acquaintance. We had no acquaintance. You are six months old when I saw you last. And I, I didn't say nothing to him. I didn't answer him because he said, I don't hear nothing about religion. Boy, you're talking to the wrong man. Because so you get around me, you're going to hear That's all you're going to hear is the Word of God and the Bible. That's what I talk about 24 hours a day. I get up in the morning, I put on a T-shirt that's got God doesn't love everybody. Or most people are going to hell when they die. I got those shirts. I got dozens of them. And I walk out in the public and people are looking at me like, Oh, God, who is this guy? Some crazy guy? No. What I am preaching... It's what the Puritans taught 300 years ago. It's what the Baptists were teaching 150 years ago. You Southern Baptists ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Your founding fathers, would, they wouldn't come into your church if they were here. Now, so you cannot accept Christ and you cannot pray a sinner's prayer because of the very meaning of the word prayer in pray. Prayer is the word pros, P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. Prosuchomai comes from two words. The prefix pros, which is our word pro, it means for or toward. If you're pro-life, you're for life, right? If you're pro-anything, you're for that. And U-K, U-K means to will or desire, will or desire toward the will of another. Prayer means to to the will of God. What are we to pray when we pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I could go into hallowed. I don't have time. Hallowed, it comes from the word holy. Haggai, so the word holy is Haggai. Hallowed be your onoma, your name, your Authority, not my authority. Crucify my authority. Babylon was the mother of harlots and she was founded on self. Let us make us a name there in Genesis eleven and four. Your problem is you. But self won't die unless God deals with your heart. You'll die and go to hell one day if God don't deal with your heart. I'm not I'm not I don't believe in soul winning. Go out and winning people to Christ. Get them to pray a prayer. Twist their arm up behind their back. Say, pray this prayer and repeat after me. Don't believe in that. The Bible says, we know that God heareth not sinners. That's what the blind man that was healed in John 9, 31. He said, God heareth not sinners. If any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Everybody wants to go to Romans ten 13. You've heard every preacher in America say this. Somewhere in his life. Some of them dozens of times every month. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is one of the most common verses that's quoted by every Baptist preacher in America. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And nobody ever quotes the next verse. How then shall they call on God in whom they've not believed? You have to believe, don't you? You have to believe, and that's doing He that doeth truth cometh to the light. He that takes off the cover and tells people the truth, you're coming to the light. If you never take the cover off, you don't know nothing about the truth. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Paul said that. Peter said that. You have to come to the truth. And I've got most of these on your paper here. Now, let's get back to the top word on this list. You can't call on a God you don't believe in. I'm not going to pray to Zeus any moment. You know why I'm not going to pray to Zeus or Jupiter? I don't believe they exist. That's why I don't pray to them. You've got to believe something before you call on the God. Now, will you accept Christ somewhere in your life? Yeah. Yeah. But you won't accept him before you're a believer. After he causes you to believe and after he births you by his will and he's got a certain number of people and it's few that he's going to birth and that's all. You'll start to call on God and pray after you're a believer and you'll be willing to accept the things of God. But as far as the believing goes, he has to put that in your heart because... There's none righteous, not one. There's none that understands spiritual things. There's none that seeketh after God over there in Romans three, ten, eleven, 11, and 12. Nobody seeks God. Nobody. I certainly didn't seek God. I was a pop singer. I was a gospel singer. I was trying to get rich and famous for years. God had to crush me and put me in the hospital and nearly kill me. You have to suffer from, at the hands of God. If you're not suffering and nothing is making you aware of your dark heart, everybody is the same. The same. Everybody is sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none that seeks God. Nobody wants the truth when it starts. Most people here didn't want it when they first heard it. There is an exact truth defined truth according to the original text, not according. I use the King James Bible because it comes from the original text. If you listen to my tapes very long, you'll get to where you know most of these words, won't they? Won't they? They'll know them. You know most of them, don't you? Most everything that I've said, you know it, don't you? It's like I'm up here repeating myself. Y'all know this, don't you? You know most everything I'm saying, don't you? Absolutely, John says. And Conwell back there, he listens all the time. You know what I'm saying, don't you? I know you know that. Gracie knows what I'm saying. She's been studying for 20-something years. And everybody that's been around a long time, I know Scott knows, he preaches all this same stuff in Spanish every Tuesday night. Come and see me if you can understand Spanish. All right now let's get back to what we believe I put up here predestination and I put grace right beside it because predestination is grace the word grace is the word charis
0: charis means unmerited favor the reason it means
1: unmerited favor because none seeks after God none seeks God If God ever gets a hold of you, it'll have to be God because it'll be his grace that picked you out before the foundation of the world. He hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He's chosen
0: us to be holy. That's before the world began, without blame. He has chosen us to be hagias and without blame, abamos. Without blame means innocent.
1: And I think of innocent. What do you think? What's the word you think of? Anybody? Huh? Well, now key would be Old
0: Testament Hebrew, innocent. I'm thinking of. Justify.
1: Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. And whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also <laughs> justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Justify is the word D I K A I O O. It means to
0: render innocent which you are which you are chosen ek legomai lego is the verb form of
1: logos which is the word word and we were chosen lego for the word before ek ek means out or before before the world began we were chosen to be holy hagios pure Single, and from Hagios we get the word Hagiazo, H A G I A Z O, and that is the word Hallowed. Hallowed be thy name, Lord. Get rid of my onoma, my name. That's the word name in the Greek. It's the word Shem in the Hebrew. Get rid of my onoma, my authority. Lord, cause me to stop doing what I'm doing and cause me to live righteously for you. Because I didn't live righteously for the Lord when I was in the music business. Music business is a diversion from the truth, isn't it? It diverts you from the truth because you start telling musicians... God doesn't love everybody, and predestination's true, and you're going to go to hell if you're not in the narrow way, and they ain't going to like that. Music people don't like that at all. I don't believe country music is first cousin to, well, I guess I do. I started to say first cousin to gospel music, because they say that on these TV shows. Well, country music and gospel music go together. Yes, I was at the bar, and I was running around on my baby, and I saw a woman in there and took off my ring. Yeah, that's really Christian, isn't it? Stupid. When they say that stuff, that's idiocy. Now, I'm saying something. I forgot what I said. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's prayer. And so we're justified. He's chosen us to be holy and without blame or declared innocent, rendered innocent. And what is it that renders us innocent? The Bible says, faith without works is dead. Being alone, thou all no vain man, that faith without works is dead. Can you see how that Abraham was justified by faith, by works and not by faith only? Justified. He was rendered innocent by what he did. The Lord said, take that young boy, that Isaac, take him on the mountain up there and kill him. And God had already promised him all the world is going to be blessed through Isaac. The scripture tells us that Abraham said, yes, sir, I'll do that. And he went up there with full intentions of killing Isaac. About the time he lifted that knife up to plunge it into Isaac, an angel popped, grabbed his hand and said, stop, we've got a lamb in the bushes over here for you. And that's a picture of Christ, our substitute. So Abraham was justified, rendered innocent. By doing the will of God. You have to do. I've got that on there. I've got that on your paper. Do. Do is a form of the verb to be. That's something you do. If you do something, you exist in that area. You're going to exist in doing the righteousness of God. You do truth. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. He that takes the cover off. Aletheia, A L E T H E I A, the man that takes the cover off comes to the light. If you never learn to tell the truth, you don't belong to God. Get out of here. <laughs> people say, Boy, you sure are hard on people. If this is not interesting to you, and it never is interesting, if you never get interested in it, and you feel like, I ain't never going to be interested in it. You've heard enough truth this morning to save all the elect of all time. I don't even have to preach anymore if I can get this in the ears of every person alive. All the elect will come, and that'll be a few, and most of the people will go into hell because they'll hear me and say, That guy's crazy. That's why people think I'm crazy the first time they hear me because they never heard this before. They never heard Christmas and Easter and Mardi Gras are all the same in the ancient world under different cultures. They're the same thing. Can you explain that? Yes, sir, I can. In great detail, for about six months, Preaching every
0: message for six months, I can explain it to you. It's we're living in a world that's
1: insane, aren't they? I could. What I've told you is the truth this morning. All the definitions are true. Now, if you go into the Webster's dictionary, look up "insane," it will tell you that this is a a person. That can't think
0: right. He is a person that's... he's has the inability... To think rational. If you think irrational... It means to be deranged.
1: If I tell you that predestination is true, it's in the Bible... And some Baptist preacher tells you... Well, that's not what that means... He is insane he can't accept God's word for what it is and all the Baptists don't believe that anymore and the, Baptist, the Southern Baptist Convention was founded on the doctrines of predestination back in the mid 1800's the Southern Baptist Convention which is the largest denomination in the Protestant denomination in the world you don't have to be in the south to be a Southern Baptist that is a program and in it they believed these things I'm teaching back in eighteen fifty. I'm teaching the truth. These guys that are preaching his church are not telling the truth. They're lying. Somebody's lying, either I'm lying or they're lying. My father was one of them. He was a Baptist preacher, and my father may not have intended to, but he lied every time he stood up. He preached free will. I'm like Martin Luther. This is what Luther said. Free will is a downright lie. How's that for a world famous? He believed what we believe here. If Martin Luther knew what they did to his name in these Lutheran churches, he'd turn over in his grave. He believed the truth. He knew the truth. Now, the world is insane. You can give him definitions. I say, well, what that means? I look at a preacher and say, you're an idiot. You know that idiot is the Greek word idiotes. It means unlearned. And they're unlearned. I-D-I-O-T-E-S. If I call somebody a name, I mean that from the Greek text. They're idiots. What well, they are. And they can't see the truth. Now, let's get back to what we believe. We believe in predestination. Since there's none righteous... None good, none understands, nobody seeks God, every man at his best state, the best state a man can be is altogether vanity. Here's the best thing you are at the best state you can be, H-E-B-E-L, that's the word vanity in the Hebrew, it means worthless, everything you can do is worthless, The Bible says over there in in Isaiah 64, 7, there's none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. Nobody prays a prayer to take hold of God. Stirreth up. Nobody calls on God
0: to stir up himself. This right here has the same meaning. Stirreth up himself to take hold of God stirreth up is one word in the Hebrew it's the word U-W-R means to wake oneself from the dead you're dead in sin and you
1: cannot call upon God to wake yourself up from the dead and to take hold of God. You're dead. Can I get you convince you to take hold of God? I can't convince anybody of anything. I can preach the truth to you. And that's the Holy Spirit speaking from my heart. And if you belong to God, if you belong to God, God will take hold of you. Well Mary got here finally. He's having a hard time. It's my wife coming down the aisle. To accept Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Even though she can't. How do you feel?
0: Shaky? She just wanted to come and be with everybody. Huh? You want to see them before they left? Sometimes she has to leave and go
1: home and so forth. So... Let's get at what we believe. Predestination is everything. That everything is about. Predestination is about God ordaining everything. When the Bible says, in everything give thanks. Only the elect are going to give thanks to God. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You mean everything? Yes everything you mean getting a ticket yes having a car wreck yes getting cancer yes this is for the elect if you're not elect you're elected to obe- obey god to obedience <laughs> and if you're not elect you're not going to want this message you want going to say i don't like that he's limit he's limiting that no i'm not limiting god's atonement god limited his own atonement Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. It says in Ephesians five twenty five. It says, "Husbands, you love your wives as Christ loved the church." Now the church is the wife, isn't it? Isn't it? And is the bride of Christ? The church is not an it; it's a her. And then it says, Christ loved the church and gave himself for, it says it. You mean they're going to, the translators are going to translate the wife, the church, to an it? And gave himself for it. It doesn't say it in the Greek text. It says Ada. Anytime you see a, a word end with ada, it's feminine gender. The translators were messed up. Half the translators, Roman Catholic, and half of the translators of the King James Bible were Protestants. And they had a knockdown down drag-out in the translating room when they released the King James Bible in 1611. <coughs> That's what You mean, I do I have to study these Greek words? It's best for you that you do. And if you don't have time to look them up, you come here and sit down. I'll lamb out before you all year long. I'll give you the culture, the customs, the idioms, the metaphors, figures of speech. I know I don't look like I know this much, but I do. And that's not even a boast. I've spent a lifetime looking at these things. A lifetime. My mind is thinking, thinking, thinking all the time. You can't quit thinking about these things if you learn them. Can you? You can't.
0: Can you Gwen? Can you ever quit? You can't think about them, can you? you just cannot (laughs) you think about it when you think about
1: it Christ died for her it's a particular wife before the foundation of the world God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth sanctification has a meaning
0: oh that's the same word as holy Sanctification of the Spirit. Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Remember,
1: truth. Oh, that's taking the cover off, isn't it? Take the cover off and tell people
0: the truth. Sanctify comes from Haggaios. And God hath from the beginning, from the beginning, from
1: beginning, chosen you the salvation of through, sanctification, Hagiazo, comes from hagios, which is the word holy, and that means to be single or pure, and God's going to have to put you through the fire to burn self out of you, to make you give up to him. What do you mean burn self? Well, you're made up of two people when you're a believer. You have the inner man, which is Christ, and they have the outer man which is self that hates the cross of Christ that says take your cross and die daily I got it on here but men hate the cross of Christ because they like dirt don't they did I like dirt there was a time when I wanted a new car I drive an 18 year old car and I just don't care you know why I bought new cars I bought a brand new 1987 town car in 1987 boy it was beautiful it was gorgeous It had a carriage roof on it, blue, and it was special edition, had pennant stripes on it, and had had white leather interior. And I used to think, I got the prettiest town car in town. Somebody drive up beside me in a town car and say, Well, you got a town car, but ain't like mine. (laughs) That's the way I felt. You ever felt that way? I don't want cars after I tell them all these truths. I don't want any new cars. They're not going to like my car if they look at me and say, I hate you, Jim Brown, but I like your car. You can have diamond rings. You can have anything. And you tell them the truth. Just make life cheaper on yourself. Don't go around buying a bunch of stuff to show off yourself. That means self hasn't died off yet. Self has to die. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Paul said, Who's going to deliver me from the body of this death? Talking about self or the flesh. You know how you get rid of this flesh? Get sick a lot like me, Mary, and get old. And this flesh will come to a place where I want to go be with the Lord. I'm tired of living. I've told people that and they say, You're going to commit suicide? No. I'm going to preach till I die. But I'm tired of this flesh. Don't you get tired of it, old people? Don't you, Ken? The flesh is hard to deal with, isn't it? Some of us have got a lot of health problems. Jesse's got a ton of health problems. I've got them. Mary's got them. A lot of you have got them. I'm tired of wrestling with health issues and with doctors and nurses. Oh, yes, I do preach to them any time I go in. When I have those clots on my lungs, they had me in the hospital. I preached to every doctor that come in. I said, Doc, let me ask you a question. They'd say, well, yeah, what is it? Did you know it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America? It looked like I slapped him in the face. They went, no, I'm not familiar with that. The nurses would come in. I'd ask them that. I'd tell them, give them some Greek word. You know what that means? And they'd just be bum-fuzzled. They didn't know what to say to me. I do that everywhere. I don't mean that in a boast. You know what will give you the the heads up over these people? Learn these words. And if you watch these DVDs, you'll learn them. And just give them to them when you're out in public. Well, that's a Greek word so-and-so. I check out at the grocery store. A little girl one day, several years ago, she had joy on her name tag. I said, you know what your name is in Greek? She said, what? I said, it's the word charis. And you get the word Kara from that, which is the word joy. And the word grace is "caris." I said, can I call you grace when I come back through? I'll tell them stuff like that. They'll go, oh, yeah. That's all I know to say. So I look at their name tag and tell them what it means in the Greek. I'm not doing that to show off. I'm letting, I'll am i say, I'll give you another Greek word when I come back through, okay? I'm not going to tie up their line and give them a bad reputation with their boss. So, we have to overcome this outer man, and it'll come by persecution. God will have you persecuted by evil men and they'll that's what David said deliver me from the wicked which is thy sword Lord and thy hand you turned them on me that's what will make you give up self or the flesh God will turn these evil men loose on your life and you'll finally wake up one day and say we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God all that will of God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution you have to go through this that's what the Bible says People, you tell the pastor of this big Baptist church down this, down here this, and he's going to cough and spit and sputter. Don't believe those guys because they look important and they got three-piece suits on. Don't look at the outward appearance. Look at the heart. If you can't talk to somebody about predestination, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with them and their heart and their life. Don't worry about offending people. You're going to. You're supposed to. Jesus offended the Pharisees and they killed him. And Paul offended the Pharisees and they killed him. And Peter offended the Pharisees and they killed him. And they killed the prophets and they killed the, all the apostles. They murdered them. And Billy Graham preached and they, all the world loved him. Oh, that brings me to another point. Woe unto you, and all men speak well of you. If you can get famous... How many people here have wanted to be special in life? <laughs> well, the only thing that make you f- special is if you become famous. In order to get office, the Bible says, you're not doing yourself any good if you get famous. You have to be, in order to be liked, you're in a sense, you're famous. If you're liked in business, you're famous. You have to be Infamous or infamous. Bless ye
0: when men shall blaspheme you. Means to speak against you means to be
1: onyidzo, O N E I D I Z O. You become infamous. Jesus wasn't famous, he was infamous. Infamous. The world hated him. Jesus said, if the world hated me, it's going to hate you. If it persecuted me, it'll persecute you. You have to be hated and persecuted by the world in order to go to heaven when you die. And you have to have a hunger for the truth. And that comes very slowly. That don't come all at once. If you've got a little bit of tinge of hunger for the truth, you're not going to let go of it. Are you? And it's not going to be your will that gets you there. I've got all these things on here, and they're all related. Do I have any time, Mike?
0: All right. Let me see if I can get this in by predestination and baptism. All right. I'll race these Bingbergs off the board. It'd be wise for you to put them down. Because if
1: you am... If you can accept Christ, and it's up to you, and it's up to your will, will is a form of the verb to be. That was one of those words up there. Will. If you have the will to be or become a Christian, then it's up to you, and it's not up to God. See, God has got his people chosen. You're either a chosen believer, or you're chosen to be a vessel of wrath fitted to destruction. God willing to show the wrath of man he endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Fitted, catartizo,
0: means to be fully accomplished, to go to hell. Fitted, catartizo, fully accomplished, Romans nine 22.
1: You're either fully accomplished for hell and there's no other option, none. You can't say, well, I'm just stepping off this merry-go-round and I don't want to be fitted for heaven or hell. Well, I'm sorry, but you are. Everybody here is fitted for one or the other. And those that are fitted for heaven are interested in the words of the Scripture. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They'll be filled. You'll be filled if you're looking for the truth and you'll only be looking for the truth if you belong to god before the world began the only way the bible says for whom he did foreknow whom whom is a people people try to come up with romans 8 and 29 and say for what he foreknew it doesn't say what but did god know what well i guess he did he declared what but Romans 8 and 29 does not say for what God foreknew would happen. It doesn't say that. It says for whom? Whose? Masculine gender, singular. There is a people
0: and there are individuals that God foreknew. It, we get, it is the word whom he did foreknow, prognosco. To know Gonosco
1: intimately ahead of time. God knew his family before the world. Nobody's going to believe this message except the elect. The predestinated elect. Most of the people here are having a hard time with that. You know how I know? Because you're trying to convince your kin folks to believe God. You don't have to convince your kin folks. All you do is say it to them twice. After the second admonition, reject them, leave them alone. They subvert their, themselves, and they're heretics.
0: Heretic. What does that mean? Heretikos. That's Titus three ten.
1: A man that's a heretic. After the second admonition, leave him alone. He subverts his own house. How many words of truth does it take to get into the heart of one of God's elect? It really takes one, but God says, I'm going to give you two. And after the second admonition, leave them alone. They'll hear. Heretikos comes from what H-A-I-R-E-S-I-S. Heresis is the common word sect. The sect of the Pharisees. It means to set up a boundary line.
0: It means a boundary, set up a bound. Or to choose for oneself.
1: It doesn't mean for God to choose you. You do the choosing, and you can't choose God because you don't seek God. So you're a heretic if you reject the Word of God. You're heretikos, and that means to choose for oneself. We're to pull away from those people that choose for themselves. Nobody can do anything spiritual for themselves. If God's not doing it in you, you have to go to hell one day. And that's pretty hard, isn't it? Instead of, we're going to sing a song just as. All right, come on, won't you accept Christ? Won't you let him come into your heart? You can't let him come into your heart. You're either interested or you're not interested. And if you're not interested, God made you that way. Boy, that's a hard word, isn't it? I'm interested in the truth. I've been interested for years. I wouldn't had that outer man in me. And he wanted self for a long time. He wanted to be famous in some way. And he wanted to be rich. Warn you that are rich, you're going to weep and mourn. Warn you that are you're going to weep and mourn. Warn to you that are rich, you have your consolation. You've got your paraclysis, your consolation, your comfort. You got it. We're supposed to have death to self. That's what we're supposed to have. Now, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, pro-horidzo. horizo. is the word predestinate, whether anybody likes it or not. There's a diacritical mark there. It's called the alpha, uh, it's called the diacritical mark, excuse me. And it has an H sound, pro Horizo Horizo is our word horizon. It means where the light shines, light and dark the Bible says we were darkness now we light in the Lord that has to do with forgiveness because forgiveness or it has
0: to do with prison and forgiveness prison and forgiveness prison is the word philake P-H-U L-A-K-E
1: philake means the division of day and night Are light and dark. Forgiveness means to pardon and release from prison or release from darkness into the light. If you're forgiven, only God can bring you from darkness, no truth, to light, the truth, or taken off the cover. I'm not trying to convince. I keep saying this. I've told people this in public. I'm not trying to convince you to believe anything. If you belong to God, he will convince you. He'll cause you to be willing to listen to his word and want more of it. Now, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. To what? Predestinate is about
0: death to self. I got that on the paper there somewhere. Death to self. Self Self-denial. Daily Cross, I've got that on there. You can find that. Got it down here at the bottom,
1: left-hand bottom of the page. Predestination is about Daily Cross, being hated by the world, death to self, daily dying, hated by world, The reason the world will hate you is because you tell them these truths and they say I don't like that and you say we need to tell God that when you get to the judgment grab him by the collar and say I don't like what you said like that's going to help you then he'll say okay I'm going to send you to hell right now wind up like a baseball player and throw you in now we're predestined to something predetermined for the light to come from darkness to light, to come out of prison, felake, division of day and night, light and darkness, and be forgiven, to pardon and release from prison. If you come out of prison, you can't release yourself from prison, can you? Huh? Can you release, if you're out here in in Riverbend maximum security prison, there's a guy out there I've told a story about, his name was Rhino Gant, and they had him in a special cell out there and have him chained up all the time. They called him Rhino because he had the strength of a rhinoceros, they said. Said he bent a steel bed out there, a humongous guy. Now, Rhino they even had a place for him to go out there so he could go outside where nobody else could get to him a cage. Cause he'd kill those other prisoners. You don't go in there and grab Rhino and put your arm around his neck. Rhino, I want to forgive you of your sin. Forgive you of your crime. And he goes, Wah! and pulls your head out of its <laughs> socket. You don't go forgive him. Why do you forgive? If people repent. means to be turned and think differently. Metanoia. And only God, through fire and trial can cause that outer man to turn and listen to these truths and believe them. Only God can do that to your life. If you're not interested, if you can say, Lord, make me interested, cause me to be interested, that's the first step. That means you have an interest, even though you don't know anything. That's kind of like praying, Lord, I've never taken algebra, I've never taken any... Math classes make me interested in that.
0: Well, we're predestined to be conformed. This has to do
1: with death to self, self self-denial, daily cross, hated by the world, and probably blood baptism. See, blood baptism has the same meaning as daily cross, self-denial. A blood baptism was a death. When Jesus said to James and John, can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? He wasn't saying, can you be dipped in water? A blood baptism is the only baptism there is now. Boy, I don't know if I even have time to get into that. A blood baptism is the only baptism that there is. When Paul said there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, he said that in Ephesians 4 and 5. That was somewhere around 55
0: AD when he wrote those words, there's one baptism.
1: Well, if it's one baptism we're predestined to be conformed and repent and turn from self so that we can be we're predestined to conform sumorphos s-u-m m-o-r-p-h-o-s shaped morphe with or in fellowship with the only way you can be conformed is you have to be shaped in fellowship with other people who are believing suffering for Christ that's all the way. You cannot run with a bunch of free will people and be participants of if you belong to God he'll crush you and make you leave those people and make you conform shape in fellowship with these other believers so you can be like Christ Would it be conformed to the image the word is icon it means likeness predestination is about the likeness of Jesus this outer man has to die self has to die you got to quit loving dirt dirt is an important word in this whole equation dirt, that's what men like I want that woman, I want that guy, I want that car, I want that diamond ring, I want, I want, I want that's dirt that men have their They have the eye upon it. I want things and stuff. Let me tell you, if you get old enough, you never get over wanting dirt if you don't belong to God. I've known men in this town. I knew a builder. He dripped with diamonds. Just dripping. You'd go into his office when I was in real estate. And he had diamond watches, diamond rings, diamond necklaces, everything. He probably wore... Four or five hundred thousand dollars of diamonds on his purse and going to work. And he was extremely wealthy. And he died
0: and left it. It's over. It's that simple.
1: And if you preach these truths, your ring and your Rolex watch ain't going to impress nobody. They're going to look at you and say, You're a hypocrite. You talk about death to self. You got that ring and that watch on. I can't wear diamond rings. I wear this watch. This is for time. Just show me if I'm late getting to church. That's all it's for. I don't, I ain't going to wear one of them great big watches that tell me what time it is in Japan. I don't care what time it is in Japan. I don't care. Uh, My ring is invisible. In your nose. In my nose. Mary said my ring (laughs) is invisible in my nose. So a blood baptism was a death. I'm going to say this. Do I have any time? Huh? All right. Maybe I can sp- explain baptism. All of these have to do with the likeness of Jesus. If we're like Jesus, we're not into dirt, are we? Is it hard for everybody to give up dirt? Thank you for being honest. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you were in the dirt. The only reason I'm not into as much dirt as I used to be is because I'm 79. I've had heart surgery and I've had cancer surgery and I've just had blood clots on my lungs and I've had I've had uh, my eyes operated on for uh, cataracts back in 1987. My body is wearing out, and I'm tired of it. I really am. I got another year, and I'll be 80. That's what I call real old. Then I'll be in. in, uh, Me and. The old man. Milton will start a club.
0: Only for old people. (laughs) So. Baptize. Jesus was washed in water. Wasn't he? Wasn't he?
1: Well sure he was. That's not the baptism at. Jesus is
0: talking about when he says, Can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? Well, I just went over it. Huh? Oh, no. Well, I did 5 and 25. All right. All right. I'll
1: read that. Mary wants to read that. I'm always cooperative, especially with her.
0: I better be. Ephesians, Ephesians 5 and 26. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and
1: cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It's not literal water, it's living water. Living water. When Jesus told the woman at the well in John 6, I have a water that you, if you drink, you'll never thirst again. And she said, how can you get this? He said, called it living water. And she's at the Jacob's well in northern Israel, and the well is deep. She said, the well is deep. You don't even have anything to draw with. He said, I'm not talking about Jacob's well water. They said anything that was flowing was living water. He said, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. That's the living water that he washes us.
0: So Jesus has washed his water, but baptize comes from two words baptizo and bapto. This has to do with predestination,
1: conformed to the likeness of Christ. It has to do with death to self, daily cross, self-denial, being hated by the world. That's what this has to do with. Baptize, baptizo means to whelm. Well, that's an important word, whelm. And bab- babto means to stain or to die. To whelm does not mean to dip. If you whelm something, to overwhelm something means to cover it with something. And to cover, when you look in Strong's, it'll say to cover. You cover with an outer source. You cover with a fluid, and it means to cover with a stain or a dye. And a blood baptism was a death in the first century. When Jesus asked James and John, can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? He was saying, can you die the death? And they said, yes, we can. He said, both of you will be blood baptized and you'll die.
0: They both died as martyrs. Well, when the translators get to this word, baptism, "baptō,"
1: the translators of the King James Bible did not know what to do with it
0: cause it bapto baptizo is an infinitive you're not even going to know what that is unless you're familiar with something
1: in English and when you look up baptize in McLenic and strong it'll tell you it's a verbal noun a verbal noun is an infinitive verbal noun Now, an English teacher will say, well, it can be a verb in the English. It can't be anything but a verbal noun in the Greek. It's a noun. Baptizo
0: is a person, place, or thing. And it has verbal character. So what the translators did... They anglicized the word baptizo and babto and turned them into one English word. One English word, and they called it baptize.
1: In our, in our English Bible, baptize is a verb. But they changed a noun into a verb. Can you do that? You can't do that. That's wrong. Ask an English teacher if you can take a, if you can take an infinitive verbal noun and change it into a verb. Can you do
0: that? No. But did the translators do that? Absolutely. They did that. Mister Strong will tell you in baptize in the Strong's
1: in the McLennacan Strong, he'll say, baptizo not being a verb implying motion. That's what he says. And he says, the grammatical construction of the word cannot mean to immerse. He said, it just doesn't mean that. Look up in your Strong's, look up baptize, read the first paragraph. And he'll say,
0: the word e-n E-N, only means with or by when connected with an infinitive. It only means with or by. Well,
1: I have people write to me that haven't seen all my messages on baptism, and they'll always say, well, what about, this?" <laughs> I can hear them grumbling, what about over in Acts 10.48? God command or ten forty seven. Who can forbid water that these should not be baptized? You see that ain't what it says in the original text. Let's look at it. Acts ten.
0: It doesn't say who can forbid water. Here's what it says in the text. Peter's gone to the house of Cornelius. And you have to understand something about the Gentiles. Gentiles is everyone that's not a Jew.
1: And if a Gentile wanted to come to Israel and become a member of the kingdom of God, which was a term for Israel, member of the kingdom of God, which was Israel, they had to do three things. They had to be circumcised... That was God's law connected to Abraham and Genesis, the 17th chapter. They had to offer two turtle doves. First, they had to be circumcised. Number two, they had to be washed in water that they called a new birth, washed in water. And Jesus' washing was a proselyte baptism. And number three, they had to offer two turtle doves. That has nothing to do with the
0: blood baptism. That was a national a national proselyte process. In other words, if you lived over here if you lived over here in Greece
1: you're going to come to Israel and you've heard about this Jehovah God and you're going to believe in him you had to be you had to be circumcised, washed in water, and then offered two turtle doves. Jesus goes to John the Baptist and says, Let's fulfill all righteousness.
0: You wash me in water, and the Pharisees they keep calling me a foreigner.
1: They keep calling me a Samaritan. We're not going to prove to them that I wasn't born in Nazareth. I was born in Judah, which they would accept. We're not going to prove that. I had to be circumcised. After I was circumcised, 40 days later, my mother, uh, Mary, brought me over to Jerusalem, to the temple, so she could offer two turtle doves, So that would be at the end of her 40-day quarantine process. And then she could offer two turtledoves the last series. And so Jesus, when he goes to John the Baptist, he said, we fulfilled being circumcised and offering two turtledoves. All i got to do for the Pharisees to accept me is to be washed in water. That was a proselyte that had nothing to do with the Bible. That had to do with the Pharisees' law was a part of the Halakha. Don't have time to go into that. So you had to go through this. And Peter is saying here, he goes to the house of Cornelius. This is the first time anybody had preached to the Gentiles. And then he says, verse 44, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. The Holy Spirit was a spiritual baptism. And they were, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter. Because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. On the Gentiles, Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are the same words. Haggaios pneuma. What was poured on the Gentiles was a baptism
0: of truth. And then he says... For they heard them speak with glossa. Why wouldn't
1: they speak with foreign languages? Glossa. These were, ge- these were Gentiles, and they were of the Italian band. Glossa means foreign languages. Don't have time to go into that. We don't believe in tongues here. For they heard them speak with glossa and magnify God. Then answered Peter. This is the verse everybody writes me about. Can any forbid water? you going to forbid water, Jim Brown. That's not what it says. It says
0: not, in the original text, not the water forbid.
1: Because these were Gentiles, and we don't want them getting involved in the rituals that are no longer required by God. They were nailed to the cross, Colossians 2.14. It says, not the water forbid, and forbid is not a verb. It's an
0: infinitive. What it means, not the water dam
1: damn the water up and stop it from going to the Gentiles they won't think they have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit if we continue that that was nailed to the cross with Christ in Colossians 2.14 blotting out the handwriting of ordinances which was against us it was contrary to us took it out of the way nailing it to his cross there were two handwritings one on tables of stone in the Old Testament inside the Ark of the Covenant here's the temple Here's the veil. There's the Ark of the Covenant. The law is written on tables of stone here. There's the the table of showbread, the altar of incense, the seven candlesticks, the brazen sea, and the brazen altar. And there was a handwriting inside this Ark of the Covenant. And there's a handwriting in the New Testament written on fleshy tables of our heart. The rituals over here were blotted out according to Colossians two fourteen, and this doesn't say who can forbid water. It says not the water anymore to these Gentiles. Forbid, damn it up, stop it. That's what it says. Do with it what you want to do with it. I ain't gonna change. You wanna throw it out? So well, I think well, what you think don't matter. It is an infinitive. But how many people know what an infinitive is? It's a verbal noun. Even Mr. Strong realized most people wouldn't know what a verbal noun was. He didn't say infinitive. He said verbal noun. I know what it is. And then he says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name. Notice I got the word in over there. In. The three words for in.
0: Ice. Ice. E, uh, epi and en or en this word here when this is
1: used this word en is the word in verse 48 and Mr. Strong says when it is used with an infinitive it only means with or by this means to be baptized with the name name is the word Onoma Onoma and Onoma means authority and God's authority is his word and thy word is truth and the Holy Spirit is truth so he's saying be baptized with the word with the truth which are all the same with the Holy Spirit they're all the same that's what a blood baptism is death to this outer man death to self So the inner man is going to take over the outer man in your life. Jim, I can't remember all this. I know that. But if you belong to God, this is going to mean something to you. And you're going to try to find out what it means. It's going to take you a long time to learn it. Well, I just don't know all those things you know. When I started reading the Bible, I was 17. I didn't know nothing. I'd hear my father, independent Baptist preacher, get up there and preach. He'd read three or four verses and shout and tell stories for 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I'd be praying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I want to preach, but I don't know what to even how to study. And I'd read a while and I'd get bored and quit and read a while and get bored and quit and read a while and get bored and quit. And sometimes I'd read a while and I'd notice something starts connecting. And then I'd read some more and for- I would force myself to study and read. Made myself. If you're going to pass algebra and never had it before, don't you have to force yourself to study it? You're going to take geometry, don't you have to force yourself, you're going to play instruments, don't you have to force yourself to practice, to get good. You can't, nothing is easy. Being saved is not easy, we must see much tribulation into the kingdom. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Scarcely is the word mogus, it means with great difficulty. While God is burning out that outer man, he's going to put you through persecution and tribulation and fire and trials and everything you can think of to get rid of self so you can have your mind on the Lord. Am I out of time? Uh, Eight minutes. All right. Let me give you something else that goes with this baptism. I saw this a while back and it just boggled my mind. Go back over here to Mark the first chapter.
0: Mark the first chapter. You can tie this in anywhere. Mark 1.
1: The beginning of the gospel. The word gospel, E-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-Z-O. Euangelizo is our word evangelized. Or U A-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-O-N, A U A G, G E L I O N, U is the word evangelism. This is the verb, this is the noun. It means a well a-u, Angelos. A G G E L O S. Angelos is our is the word angel, but forget the word angel. It means messenger the good message notice what it's saying what the good message is the beginning of the good message of Jesus Christ the son of God as it is written in the prophets it's written in over there in Isaiah
0: behold I send my messenger before thy face this is the gospel this is the good message which shall prepare thy way Hodos what is the well way narrow it's the narrow way narrow way
1: now is the word talibo talibo means to go through trials and persecution we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God we must through much narrow way enter the heaven you're not going without it I like to discourage people who get bored with me and say, if I was you, I'd leave right now. I wouldn't put up with this.
0: For a man telling me, I have no interest, And he says, I'm going to hell. Well, you he are. And he says, the way is the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. That's the gospel.
1: That's also the true blood baptism over in Luke. Luke 3 So the narrow way that we've been talking about all day is the blood baptism. He says that right here, Luke 3 and verse 3. John came preaching the baptism of repentance. He did not preach the baptism of water.
0: That was a proselyte thing he was doing. The proselytes coming into the kingdom. Here Luke 3. Well, we've hit a lot of things here today, haven't we? Luke 3 and verse 3. And John came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the
1: baptism of repentance for the offenses,
0: remission, for the pardoning and releasing from prison. Offenses, remember that? And we've been predestined for the light, for the horizo.
1: And here's the baptism of repentance as it is written in the words of Isaiah, the 40th chapter. The prophet sang, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the hodos. So baptism here and the gospel are the same thing in Mark 1, aren't they? If the gospel is preparing the way of the Lord, the hodos, and it's narrow. And baptism is preparing the way of the Lord, hodos, it's narrow. They're the same thing, aren't they? And it's a hodos. It's a narrow tribulation way. So baptism is death to self. That's what it is. It's not this thing that Peter said, not the water anymore. Forbid. It's been nailed to the cross with Christ. i got a lot more to say on that. I just don't have time.
0: If you're not interested, you've wasted your time being here today was you, I just leave here and go on to hell. That's what I do, because that's where you're going if you have no interest in
1: the truth. If you're not interested, in it, if you are, we'll help you.
0: But if you're not, may God have mercy on your soul, and He won't. As I
1: said, I'm not trying to get people to believe. I've got so many things on this paper, I just thought I'd put basic why it's necessary is because none seeks after God. Baptism is Holy Ghost and Fire. Holy Ghost, Haggas Numa and Pur was an old ancient saying. It meant life. So if John says, I'm baptizing with water, but there comes one after me, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And after Jesus resurrects from the dead, he goes and tells the apostles in the twenty-eighth chapter of Matthew, eighteen and nineteen, go into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in. That word is the word ice or "eis," e-i-s. It means to sink into and not come out of. Then Peter says in Acts two thirty-eight, repent and be baptized in the name. That's the word "epi." It doesn't mean to sink into anything. It means to cover with the onoma, the authority of God. And we talked about in over there with those infinitives in Acts 10, 47, 48. Ian doesn't mean move into and come out of. So whenever anybody comes up, they want to dip somebody in water, sprinkle water on them. The sprinkling is close to it. Cause we are elected to obedience in the sprinkling of blood. So the Methodists are closer if they can only get some blood and sprinkle it on you, but that won't do
0: good unless it's Jesus' blood. Okay. It's a spiritual baptism. I don't know what else to say. I needed to go to the Testament.
1: Drinking of a cup meant to undergo a death. Jesus said this is in the New Testament in my blood. Testament is the word diatheke. It means to come to life after dying. We die daily. Don't we? But a testament is of no there in Hebrews nine sixteen. Testament is not valid without the death of the testator. So when he takes that cup and says this cup is the New Testament in my blood but it won't be valid until I'm dead sometime around 12 o'clock later on this day. I'm not telling you to drink of a cup. I'm telling you to die to self with this cup. Because the testament has no force until the death of Jesus. So when he said this is the New Testament of my blood, they were, they were drinking the last Passover when it was grape juice in there. But he wouldn't tell them to drink grape juice. And he was saying, when I'm dead, everybody pass around grape juice. He saying, drink the cup which is death to self.
0: Right? i am out. I out of time Mike I want to go through spiritual Israel we
1: don't believe in pre-trib rapture we don't believe in a millennium that's all garbage everything the church is preaching is false doctrine everything they won't go to the original text they won't go to the, what the Pharisees believe. they won't go to anything we're in the apostasy right now well, that's where we are it's the church is
0: falling away from truth. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for truth.
1: Lord, I pray you'll convict the elect here today, even those that are here new, if they belong to you, cause their heart to hunger. We'll praise you for everything, fight our battles. Lead us to your elect family, and with you praise in Christ's name, amen.
0: Well, I'm not sorry for telling you all that, because it's true.
1: turn it off one. I forgot to. Uh, hey, attention! Attention! Do we have one here? Huh? Hey, everybody? Attention! Mary has got a book that she hadn't written. She's clipped it off of the internet. It's really interesting. It's a lot of Sayings. do we have one
0: over
1: here huh? this is Mary's collection of quotations it's got quotations by, by John Calvin and Martin Luther and Arthur Pink uh, the strongest people make time to help others even if they're struggling with their own personal problems uh, repentance is not when you cry repentance is when you change uh, it's got all these sayings that she clipped when she was real sick. She went on the internet and clipped all, and they're really good. I mean, some of the sayings they're really strengthening you for the day. It's all by predestination reformers, teachers, and they're six dollars a piece. They are. Re- it's a really good book. She went through the internet and pulled all these things together you got, here's Martin Luther. No doctrine in the whole world of God has more excited the hatred of mankind than the truth of the absolute sovereignty of God. C.H. Spurgeon, that's true. Nothing has made people as angry as predestination. That enrages them. you got just so much in here. Here's something by Arthur Pink.
0: I'll take it. <laughs>
1: okay. We got some more over here. What are you doing, little guy? You're stacking it up? Okay, thank you.